0: Emerson said, Prayer that craves a particular commodity, anything less than all good, is vicious. Prayer is the contemplation of the facts of life from the highest point of view. It is the soliloquy of a beholding and jubilant soul. It is the Spirit of God pronouncing his good works. And he goes on, As soon as the man is at one with God, he will not beg. He will then see prayer in all action. I don't think Emerson is saying that it's wrong to know what you want in your life. What he's getting at is that the real prayer is the prayer itself. That highest point of view, that beholding of the jubilant soul, that spirit of God, that's prayer. It's not the ask, but the answer. And when you get that, the prayer itself is the answer. And the natural byproduct of that awareness we cultivate in prayer, that's the good. I have found in my own prayer practice that my prayer is not pure unless I want it too for everyone. If it's a prayer just for me, there's something not only selfish but restrictive about that. There's a lack of consciousness in wanting riches for me and not for you. Love for me and not for you. A prayerful consciousness helps receive that. And another way when the prayer is the answer, is when we realize that the best prayer isn't for a specific outcome, but about a specific becoming within ourselves. It's not about what do I want, but who am I to become? It's not about how I want something to look, but how do I want to feel? Thus, in knowing what to pray for, I love to use that technique of the child who keeps asking, why? Why is the sky blue? Because the sun reflects on the water. Why? Because we live in a universe with the sun in the middle. Why? And so on. If there's a material thing you're wanting, keep asking why until you get to that thing you want to experience. I want a new car. Why? It'd make me feel rich. Why? Because I'd get attention from beautiful women. Why? Because I'd feel beautiful and free. Ah, beauty. Freedom. That's what I'm wanting. To be loved and to be loving. I don't know if God can order up a new car for all of us, but I do think those qualities of beauty and freedom, or a willingness to be and be loved, that can happen. In fact, they exist already, right now. They can be embodied now through prayer. I can today anchor myself in beauty, in love, and in freedom, and commit to be that in my life. And that is the creativity of prayer, being those things brings those things about. The prayer is the answer. Speaking of prayer, Ernest Holmes said, Your first step is to come to a more complete realization of who and what you are. I think what he means is that prayer begins by realizing not only that there is an infinite power in the universe, but that we're a part of it. There is a God and I am an expression of God, or life is, it is infinite, and I am in it. See, it's quite a thing to recognize that you live in an infinite universe filled with possibilities. To see the sowing of love and inward truth in all life and beings. To see a creative power imbibed in each and every soul. It is then quite the thing to say that's true of yourself as well. That infinity you sense, that love you feel, that oneness you become aware of, it's just as much inside of you. This is the first step of prayer. Holmes then says, your next step is to enter into a more definite understanding of your relationship with the power. I don't ever suggest to get into the practice of calling yourself God. The idea is to realize that you have a relationship with one another, that you're connected. That means the creative qualities of God, love, intelligence, hope, gratitude, willingness, they're your qualities too. When you know them in yourself, then you can begin to apply them to your life, Holmes says. We must seek the source of life if we would live, and no longer seeing it as through a glass darkly, we shall be gently led from our canyons of disillusionment into the fertile valleys of peace, through which flows the river of life. And as we live in consciousness from that fertile valley, we take that consciousness into the daily circumstances of our life. Then we're into the final step, which Holmes shares. Your final step is to use the power for yourself and others. Apply it to your relationship. Apply it to the lives of those you love. Apply it to Facebook. Apply it to the freeway. Apply it to your light, to your dark, to your gray. A consciousness of truth applied reveals truth. I love how Joseph Campbell put it. I don't think of God as up there. I think of God as right here, in whatever I'm knowing and loving and serving. To be happy with Him forever in heaven means to recognize your own compassion, your own participation in that creature or person you're with. That seems to be the goal of the journey. And that is prayer in action. To know and love and serve an awareness of a sacred presence. Prayer becomes not only a ritual, but a way of life. So to sum up our whole series here's some advice from me to you. Pray every day. Make it part of your daily practice and not a a once-in-a-while event. This means prayer is no longer something you do when you want something, but prayer is the practice you do to make your life whole, blessed, and a blessing. Gandhi said, There are at least two clear times for prayer. We should turn our mind to the Lord immediately upon awakening in the morning and when closing our eyes for sleep in the evening. During the rest of the day, every man and woman who is spiritually awake will think of God when doing anything and do that with God as witness. Such persons will never do anything evil, and a time will come when they will think every thought with God as witness and as its master. Such persons, who live constantly in the sight of God, will every moment feel God dwelling in their hearts. We have only to turn our thoughts to God, no matter by what name we call God, by what method, and in what condition. Second, pray for the experience, not the content. Pray not that someone be your love, but for an experience of deep love. Pray not for that job, but for the best possible job. This doesn't tie the universe's hands into doing a specific thing for you, but declares that you trust the universe to create not for, but with the intentions of your heart. Lastly, the prayer is the answer. By that I mean... It's the consciousness we reach in prayer that is what we should be seeking. To live from that consciousness is to live answered prayer. To close with some more words from Emerson. Is not prayer also a study of truth, a sally of the soul into the unfound infinite? No man ever prayed heartily without learning something, but when a faithful thinker Resolute to detach every object from personal relations, and see it in the light of thought, shall at the same time kindle science with the fire of the holiest affections. Then will God go forth anew into creation.